A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the week again. We should have rehearsed that bit. <laughs> All the thoughts you're thinking, but not saying. Stace and I will go ham. We each bring a gem to the table, something we're thinking, but not saying. Coming up this app. Gradually, we're starting to become a little bit more open to what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a man. Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girl, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. Hello. Hello. How have you been? What oh, is going on? A bit cranky. I don't even have a coffee. And we're in this studio for the next few hours. You just rolled your eyes. You didn't realise you did it, but you did. <laughs> and I can't, you know, when you, I can't think about anything else. <laughs> I'm like looking at my phone. I'm looking around to see who can help. You know, when you're so like you've yeah in this for the last twenty minutes, you've had like this one track mind mm-hmm. with the coffee thing, which is a, like a great thing because you're like quite laser focused. But then you're all. <laughs> but then when it comes to a coffee and then you're not able to get it for the next bit, it's like ne- it's next level. Yeah, but, I, but then I also get it. Because but I'm a team player. Every like yeah, you do. Like, yeah. but we we are yeah, we get stuck. Do you know what I mean? So it's different jobs. Like you can kind of quickly escape and go across the road. Often it looks like you're clicking your fingers expecting people to help you. It's like, no, just help me because I can't leave the studio. Yeah. I, like I, get, I get a bit trapped in here. It's yeah. not just about the coffee. It's like I have no access to get it for myself. Remember when we used to plan a whole radio show in the studio? That, oh. Like we would sit in here literally for like eight straight hours and then you would have to come in and then do the show that you planned here for eight <laughs> hours. It was just mental. Like this feeling of like there ha- there is there is something in mentally being in one spot and but then no feeling one, like blah, 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 no I'm one trapped. gives a shit that you're feeling trapped. Everyone just thinks that you're like, well, I believe everyone just thinks that you're a girl on the radio that's demanding a coffee. It's not. It's not so simple because I'm a person that likes to just have control and go do things myself. So when I have to rely on anyone and they're not able to then help me, I feel oh, very, very cornered. Yeah, I know that. I'm sh- I am shocking for that too. <sighs> the relying on other people because it's just easier to do it yourself. Yeah, but I have no option. Yeah. And it's yeah. not that I don't want to be here, but I'm trapped at I the know same that. time. I know that. But I do I do get what you mean when people are don't have thinking. Flexi- we don't have a lot of flexibility when we get to work. When people are thinking that it's taken in this other way, that you're this diva. But it just could not be for actually further no. from the truth. I know. But no matter what, when you hit this kind of – you end up getting into this profile place. And I have felt it a little bit different even since we were on drive. And you go, there's this like celebrity, you know, bullshit that starts to fluff around you. You get you absolutely get painted with a lot of things that is just even, other people's perception. Even if it, you're doing the exact same thing as you were before, yeah, you know, like it's suddenly it's but not I've that you change. It's not that you change. Exactly, it's I wanted my coffee when changes. I was in Shepparton. Yeah, no, Do you know shit. what I mean. Like it was so different there. Yeah. I was still freaking out that I couldn't get it there because. Barely anybody was open before nine because that place was so small. Just have an instant love. Blend uh, 43, you'll be right. When I did breakfast radio, I didn't even have an instant. That's how coffee started. I used to I drink the I used to drink the coffee machine at work because I was so desperate, but it was puke. And I don't drink a lot of coffee. 
I'll have one, maybe two a day versus a lot of people that go well beyond that. So I like it to be good. Two's a Friday day though. Yeah. I will agree. So you would have gone, if someone was willing to go, you would have said, yeah, put your hand up said yes. Oh, See, no, I feel not... like you are very, you're lucky because I push. So you're, you can get on board whenever you want. Yeah, that's true. But then that being said, I wouldn't have got a coffee today. Yeah, but you could have. Yeah, because I'll be the one that yeah. pushes and you're like, yeah, I'll have one. Yeah. But I've done the hard yakka review. Yeah, that's very true. Oh, sometimes I actually ask you to ask. But then. It might help. But then, uh, but then, yeah, I know what you mean. If I, You know what would be bad? If I actually wanted a coffee every day and then I let you ask every day. That would be annoying. Oh, yeah. But I don't. Just no. So you know. No, I don't. <laughs> you go and get your own in the morning. Yeah. I've You're only, self-sufficient. I've only got some space for one. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, we want to speak to this particular chick, which we actually recorded and got already, I had a recording date and got already a few months ago. Um, and it we had some awful tech issues. Oh, shit. Um, and I love, I loved that she was also really uncomfortable with the tech issue, not even being in radio, because I just think... I don't know. I get a sense that the the word she speaks and the and the way she wants to put things out, she wants to land. I have this this kind of nice energy about Amelia. Um, we are talking to this woman because she is a life coach, a business coach. She's a speaker, writer, and a meditation teacher. If you follow her on Instagram, Amelia underscore Harvey underscore, you can see all the new space that she has yeah, created for so herself cool. in Western Australia. Um, so Amelia Har- Amelia Harvey joins us on the show. Hey, chick. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, good Insta feed too, Amelia. Very good. I feel oh, calm. Thanks. I was looking at your because you've just made uh, you've got a, a studio, Exhale, which is like yep. a meditation yeah. studio. I was looking at that this morning. Like, what a beautiful Instagram feed. I felt calm just looking at I it. I think that's you, right? Though oh, it's good. real. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's me doing all the Instagrams for that at the moment. It's a little creative outlet, but yeah, it's lovely. I it's a very calm space. I'm actually here now, so. Um, I'm in the Zen zone. You can do um, online programs. It's a Soul Sister Sessions online, which is taking place um, in September. AmeliaHarvey.com.au for more details on that. But we're glad to have you because I feel like sometimes we're talking about, well, actually, a lot of the time we're talking about really big issues with not any particular expert. (laughs) Often there are other like actors or we have all different types of people We'll have a stab in the dark. We'll have a crack at it, Amelia. Um, So you might be able to offer (laughs) us a little bit more expertise in some of these areas. So we'll do quick contents if you found us through amelia welcome we are two radio chicks who talk thoughts you're thinking but not saying on this podcast each and every week and also have a radio show across the kiss network um from seven to nine weeknights and then for an hour on a sunday night also um but yeah what do you want to bring this week Merce? um i want to talk about the fact that i ran into my ex-ex-boyfriend from when i was like 18 I years old. Thing. I just call everyone one X. No, I just mean XX as in it was so long ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Technically it isn't. Well, yeah, X. Yeah. I've only ever the had three boyfriends. Um, but uh, yeah. ever. <laughs> I, I saw him and I was actually quite confronted at the fact that I gave a shit what he thought about me because I was like, I drove off in this weird car and I was like my brother's beat up car and half of me was like, shit, I didn't want him to see me look like a loser, you know, but then another part of me was like, who cares what he thinks anyway? But I was confronted that I even had a thought process around it. And you can't see a loser if there isn't one. (laughs) No, I just was thinking with the, I don't know, I was like, I've got this big zit on my face, like I'm driving off in this car, 
anyway, oh, wow. so anyway, we'll, we'll we'll dissect that. I'm sure you'll have a bit to say on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to bring that over the past probably, I don't know, four weeks, even though there's really been no chance for a lot of routine in our life, I've, oft, I've found that with the winter weather, it probably even would go for a little bit longer. Since about June, I've found um, pretty low in motivation in the mornings. Mm. I'm very, very much... I like the winter, but I very much am a homebody and am sitting by the heater, you know, inside, like I really am affected by it. And I just want to, I just am doing my head in about it a bit. Mm. Like you kind of, I'm not getting out, I'm not getting out with a pep in my step and I am definitely not comfortable with it, even though I don't know if it needs to mean anything as well. Like it's a confusing place to be. I'm done with doing my head in though. Um, So I want to share that. Amelia, what about you? What do you want to bring this week? And we'll kick off the episode with yours. Oh, awesome. So I'm fresh off the back of an event that I ran last night called the Inner Peace Party. And last night we were talking about femininity and what it means to be feminine and um, how that works in relationships and that kind of thing. So a couple of things that a lot of the girls said to me as they were leaving is that they there was one point about how we spot a good man and how we spot a man who's willing to step into that masculine so that we can um, be relaxed and be feminine and then sort of what it means to be feminine and how we bring that idea and that energy into a very practical way of living every day and putting it into our routines. Oh, well, that just sounds sure that, delicious. Yeah, we feel let's really good. Let's talk about yeah, that. Let's get right into the men's stuff because I think last week we spoke about, um, you know, all different types of uh, ways to be confident, I suppose, and, and a lot of the time mm. with men, it definitely is told to us in, um, in media and, and Western society that there is one kind of confidence in men um Mm. in that kind of scenario of what you think a man we should look for what is that and what does that look like what it boils down to I think from all of the learning and living and researching that I've done on this is if a man makes you feel safe he is a good man and he is a man who will be willing to step into that masculine role of being the protector and being the provider not in the 1950s sense of the word but in the sense of you know he will provide that nurturing and that care and that space and that support for you and he will protect you and nurture you and that kind of thing um so it's it's something that I think we don't think about so much where often you know you meet a guy and you're so in your head um does he like me what's he thinking about me that kind of thing I'm casting my mind back to my single days um and I think if we are more connected to this idea of does he make me feel safe, then it brings us into a place where we're a little bit more connected to that gut feeling but we I have think, about I think him. I want to interject there. I think you need to define safe yeah. because I think yeah. a lot of the time, particularly in this country, we see safe as a man that's going to be able to bash up the robber if they come in the house or they're going to be able, <laughs> yeah. they're going to, be able to tell you, mm. you know, that uh, I, I can bring, I can pay the bills if you get yeah, stuck. And, if you know, I, I, and everybody's idea of safe is different, but I think of a financial mm. safe. Yeah, that's what I Yeah, see. that's mm. what I think. Um, what yeah. do you mean by safe and, and what do you think is ideal? Yeah, so I mean safe in terms of like he would allow you to be yourself and he's not going to judge you and it's safe for you to be vulnerable around him rather than, you know, any material stuff. Um, Do you feel safe opening up to him? Would you feel safe telling him a secret and knowing that you can trust him not to say it? Um, Do you feel safe, you know, leaving your dog with him overnight? Like that kind of 
safety? Is he going to provide that kind of safety as opposed to that like hyper masculinity, which I think mm. we see a little bit too much of and men get confused about what it means to be a man and it's, it is confusing, so it's fair enough. Um, but it's this like, oh, you know, I'll keep you safe, but at the expense of like dominating and trying to overpower everyone and getting up in other people's faces to quote unquote protect you and that kind of thing. Um, or to, yeah, just be that financial safety. I think that's something that it, it can be part of it, but it doesn't yeah. have to be part of it. Do you, um, do you, feel, feel, do you feel, Amelia, like it is, um, harder or, or more complex for chicks these days to, to really admit out loud that they want a man that can make them feel safe because I think for so long, you know, women and we've had to fight to be, I don't know, to be somebody and to be people that don't need that safety, that don't need, mm. that don't, ne- that, um, I don't know. That I would argue that we do. Yeah. I think we've been taught maybe. We've gone too far in that journey. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes even admitting that out loud, because I was thinking about it and I had to check myself because I was a bit like my first reaction was, Well, I don't need I don't need I don't need a man. I don't need my boyfriend to make me feel safe. Mm. Like I'm alright on my own. Like why do I need that yeah. there? Like there's this element of like defensiveness sometimes mm-hmm. because I don't know, in a way, as a chick, you don't want to lose your sense of independence and that can be scary to say out loud, I need somebody that can make me feel safe because it feels like... Amelia, that would come back to trust though, right? Mm. Like, so the person that you're picking is the person you feel like you can be safe with. Mm. And I know that with with me, I often felt like I felt sometimes like I don't need that because I often, I didn't feel always safe in my relationship, not that I was like mm. in terms of I'm in danger, like, but in the safe that you speak of, I think when I, but yeah. I would never have looked at safe in those um, parameters. Because in my in head, it goes straight to that generic kind of like that idea of trust and safety, like needing that, as yeah. you were saying, the big burly man to kind of make sure you're okay. Mm. So then in a way, yeah. it's like, it's, is that, I don't know, is that harder to navigate? And it's being the, the weak, submissive yeah. woman. Yeah. Um, but no, no, I think it, it's not about that at all. And really, it's, it's not even about finding a man and then you get, then you feel safe. It's, you can feel safe on your own, beautiful. But finding a man when you meet him and, go and asking yourself, does he make me feel safe? So it's, yeah, I, I think that we almost have gone so far in the other direction that we've, like the feminist movement, which has done wonders and I think is incredible, we've almost ended up being hyper-masculine ourselves and we've, you know, put our pants on and we, we have the high-powered jobs and we, we do all this very masculine stuff, which is beautiful and which I, I would never think we should stop. But it means that if we don't purposely, consciously make time to be a little bit more feminine and to do the things that make us feel feminine, then we spend all our time in this masculine energy and it becomes harder to connect with the men, especially in our romantic relationships, mm-hmm. because what becomes so attractive is that duality of the masculine and the feminine. But if he's the masculine and we're the masculine, there's like this little disconnect. I think um, though that the difference for me was that to, in order to feel the feminine, like I was only able to feel the true feminine when I felt I was with the right person. I think that was what worked out for me is that I also think that it works about feeling that safety you speak of and the way you know that you have that is when you are able to be that person because Mm. I think it's a combo because I also think for a long time I was 
that person, you know, when you say those masculine traits and I'm mm. glad I was because mm. it got yeah. me my ambition. It got me out of a crappy relationship. It got me action happened, you know, mm. and then I found that femininity with someone that I felt like had earned that or uh, that I could trust. I don't know how mm. to explain it, but it wasn't just a conscious decision that I was like, I will be more feminine with this guy. So it, did, it, did like, it organically kind of just happen once like you met it him? Happened yeah. Because it was him also. Like yeah. I think that's the key. I think also making sure. And when you said that about choosing the man, also looking at the way you are with men, mm. you know, like, cause yeah. I was different mm. characters with different guys I would date mm. and there would be some guys I would feel like I could be more feminine with. And that's going to mm. look really different depending on who you are and who that person yeah. is. But I feel like there was often a way before I met Ben where I was like, I have to be more feminine. I have to be more vulnerable. And I worked on that. But I also realized when I met him, I was able to be that because more. of him. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. I mm. think for a long time yeah. I was like, ah, how can I be more feminine? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But that yeah. worked. It works as a bit of a combo. So I when think. you say yeah. when you say being more feminine, like we were speaking about with the ma- more masculine traits, like in mm. actuality and in real life, both of you guys, um, Amelia and in you, Stace, what are the what are those things that you feel when you say I feel more able to be my m- more feminine self because of that safety? Like what are the in actuality? What are those things like in terms of you know? in real life I think they'd be different for everyone Mm. right Amelia yeah I think so too I think like there are some kind of very common themes which are things like to kind of plug back into that femininity so the so the energy of the feminine is it's grounded it's being in the moment it's connected with nature um it's also really fun and playful and it's intuitive Mm. so it's kind of the way that plays out for you Yeah. yeah, so if, you know, meditation makes you feel very intuitive, then that's a, that's a great way it to helps do it. Me, it helps me step back into that. Yeah. But also being mm. silly and, like, yeah. getting outside and kind of, I don't know, going for dry. I don't know how to explain it, but, like, ways of things that almost, like, for me were like what I did when I was a little girl. Yeah, because I'm trying of, to think – I was trying to think as you were talking, like, in my own relationship, and I'm like, oh, what is that? I know it's different for everybody, but I was curious as to, yeah, those headlines that you just gave us but to I think, I think how to apply. Th- and I do think it is different for everyone, but mm. I also think um, hardcore vulnerability, not just, like, vulnerability on the surface, mm. but, like – I don't know how to even explain that because I'm still kind of learning it myself. Mm. Um, But it was the bits that make you feel very uncomfortable, you Mm. do anyway, you Mm. know, like because I don't think for me, and Amelia, you are the expert with this, but for me, I think that femininity comes out because I get really embarrassed and I don't often admit that I'm embarrassed (laughs) because Mm. I'm probably quite proud or um, a bit of an extrovert in a lot of areas in my life. But at home, I'm often putting my head in my hands and can't look at him and because I'll be saying something that makes me feel so uncomfortable, but I feel Mm. like I can. Um, even mm, if, yeah. but it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel great necessarily. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Right, like right, I'm right. still very uncomfortable. I still am working on that. I have to push that, but mm. I know it will be okay. Mm, even yeah. though I don't feel that I always go <laughs> and freak. Do you feel closer when you kind of oh, navigate through those moments? It's insane. Uh, it's insane. It's so that's what I, I think you're right. I, 
you, I've been able to see the few times I've done it, and it's so worth it mm, to push um, through. Oh my god! Yeah. I just, but I do go like a giggle girl and and get very shy, yeah. very. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I have I have found someone that I feel like I can push through that with, so that's nice. But yeah, I, he sounds like he's got a lovely, strong, masculine energy. <laughs> Yeah, in a way that I never would have picked that I would be with. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but it is, I think, yeah. And I th- I also think, I was reading this article the other day about how um, gender stereotypes, uh, even like, you know, really subliminal stuff, like through advertising and through the cartoons that we watched as kids and even, you know, the movies that, that we consume, like this constant reinforcement of what it is to be a man and what it is to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, and even I was listening to a podcast the other day about how, um, you know, this real separation between, you know, female kind of strong superheroes and then, you know, not having the merchandise out that the guy, that the boys do because, you know, mm-hmm. there's this idea of, you know, capitalising on, you know, Disney princesses and then we've got the Marvel, you know, the big strong, um, you know, uh, you know, hero, you know, Superman kind of type shit for the boys. So it's like this constant mm. reinforcement and it wasn't – it wasn't really until a, a mate of mine had a, a baby, a little girl, and at first it confronted me because every single time that I saw her, like you walk into a room and it is just like somebody's vomited pink. Like there is like <laughs> yeah. pink, like fluffy things, like cushion. She's always wearing like tutus and very and, – and it's stunning and it's so nice mm. and because that's kind of who her who her mum is and she is like mm. a girly little she girl. she is too. Yeah, she I is think, a girly little girl. I think sometimes we can analyse this too much as I know well. and I had started doing my head in I kept – and I – you know, started saying to my boyfriend, I'm like, it's so cute, but f- she's very, every time you see her, she's got, she's very girly. So I wonder if she's going to grow up to be a girly girl. Like you'd hope that she would mm. also have, you know, like cars or whatever, like yeah, things that are also Yeah, but that's what we're learning now. We're learning play. that you can be a girly girl and be strong. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. need to have a masculine object to, to, to demonstrate strength. And I think that's yeah. the flip side of where mm. we're landing is that, stereotypes exist for a reason they aren't also there for nothing and I think I was running to the dolls like my I had a brother that was almost my twin in age and I could have gone into his um, aisle if I wanted do you yeah, know what I, I mean think, I think I was too but then also from a perspective I was thinking does she have that opportunity to run to the other thing that's not I think they do more does. than I think she will yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we've older. I think there's mm. yeah there's only so long you can project things onto your mm. kids for yeah. I think in that you know, if she wants to be a tomboy and she wants to play with trucks, she'll go and grab the trucks when mm. she goes to play group and kindy and that kind of thing. And it's, um, but, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to see that we have these very strong stereotypes. And um, But I think gradually we're starting to become a little bit more open to what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a man is actually this really individual thing. Mm. And it's something that we can all reflect on on an individual level as we move through our life, what type of woman do I want to be at this point in my life, you know, when I'm working the, the job or whether I'm starting a family or whatever it is and figuring out and being conscious about what that means to us and then bringing that to the table kind of means that we're not so swayed by all of this input that we get that says a woman means you have to have, you know, X, Y, Z and you have to look like this mm. and um, you have to want this and believe this. And if we, are, I think, focusing on our own stuff, it starts to just become background noise. Mm-hmm. It's super I do interesting. Think, but I do think, as you said, the feminine energy, there are some things that are feminine energy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That are across the board feminine. Yeah. For mm-hmm. everyone. And that kind of idea you know? of like the masculine being strong and the feminine being weak, I think is where 
um, and I know we were talking about last night, but a lot of the girls were like, oh, I don't want to be feminine in my relationships because that means being weak. But it's this really different strength. And I think just because of the society we live in, we look at the masculine as being that strength. But then you think about like the feminine quality of being able to connect with people. and Or maybe even having a baby. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying to the girls last night. Like that. When we need to sit in that as a Oh my god! Strong, then... so it blows my mind. Like I was thinking about it the other day when I was talking to a mate about her having a baby, and I was like, "Oh, I just can't even get my head around it." Yeah, and how mm. we're thinking that that's Nuts. the weaker side. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's like it's it's funny, Amelia. I think it was a few, or oh, it would have been a few months ago now when we did on the podcast how uh, the word oh, what is it? Was it? The word vulnerability used to mean courage or courage used to mean vulnerability. Yeah. And then over the years, ah, it's like it changed. Um, yeah. I think it was courage. So then it went more to battle. Courage was more yeah. about battle. But originally, the word courage meant being vulnerable. Mm. So yeah. it was changed. Um, Brene yeah. Brown introduced me to that mm, fact. So interesting. Uh, isn't she a divine? She's coming. Oh, no, she's doing a book tour in the States. I looked up. It's not here. Oh. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, we Philip went off. So we do need to move. Move it along, John. Yeah, bro. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Um, okay, I want to share this story. So um, I was visiting family and stuff uh, recently and I randomly had to drop my grandma to a football club, which sounds so rogue to anybody, you know, exterior to my well, family. Not really, like just, listening. Just, I, I don't know. You kind of, you don't, you guys don't live in the country, but you have like a real Irish Catholic kind of country. Well, they were, they were born in the country. They go to them. the footy. Like that's what you do on Saturday. And the local you know? footy club. And my yeah. grandma is like a life member there. Like, and we grew up there as kids. So it was funny rocking up there. I was like, you know how you kind of remember your, your childhood and those memories in kind of pictures. Mm. I was walking around and I was like, I just, had these little picture snaps where I was like oh my god mm-hmm. I remember as a little girl like we'd be jumping up and down on top of the cricket you know cages and you know like I essentially grew up there on weekends with dad and being one of seven and five boys all of them played footy so that was just part of our our kind of upbringing anyway so I was dropping granny there because one of my uncles was here visiting and she said I'll go and pick him up so as I as I walked in there uh, my grandma um was like oh Christy Christy He's like talking in hushed tones. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, your ex-boyfriend's over there. This might be awkward. Time for you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and I had not even noticed. 
noticed that he was there and I was like, oh my God. So this is back when I was like 18 and I think I was genuinely searching for a man that was my dad, basically. Because <laughs> yeah. this is We've all been there. Because this is what this boyfriend <laughs> what was. What a nightmare. And even my I'm talking about my dad. But even my dad had said to me, I remember talking around that age where I said something about, oh, you know, this Ben or whatever, and he's like yeah, I think he's a bit like me when I was younger. Just be careful. You know, like, so he was actually so honest about the fact that it's a good thing but also bad. So just be careful because I know what I was like. And I'm talking like typical the boys, like not answering your phone for three days in a row, like footy trips, like, Gross. you know, on his 21st birthday, forgot to mention me in the speech and then just disappeared. Like he went out clubbing, didn't answer his phone and nobody could find him. And I slept on the floor of his friend's house. Just fucking like random. And at the time I was like, oh yeah, I did not. And I look back now and I'm like. But you keep learning over through your (laughs) 20s as well. I feel like you keep learning. You think things are normal. You know what I mean? Like, you, like I was the same. Yeah. Th- I thought, this is life. Like, people sleep on the floors at someone else's house because you can't find your boyfriend. Everyone's doing but it. But to me, no. but to me, that was, he was a man. That was what I had been demonstrated as a masculine. But that's what I mean. I think that keeps yes. changing. It, it yeah. constantly changes. It's messed up. Um. So Definitely. then anyway, I could see him over in the corner and kind of like nothing's changed. He's there like having a beer. Like this is from the outside. Maybe things I don't actually know. But from a judgmental seeing him, I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. At the footy club on a Saturday having a few brewskis with the boys and your that dad's there. That could have been there, you, babes. You could have been waiting I to cook know. him a nice meal I for when he got home. That. I'm <laughs> like, how horrific. I've dodged a bullet here. And then um, I was like like, oh, I took her advice because I wanted to get out there anyway. I was like, yeah, okay, catch her. <laughs> Exit. Chrissy, I don't need it. And then um, <laughs> I was driving my 20-year-old brother's unregistered car around. Like, oh, wow. I, don't, I probably should have said that. But anyway, it's this beat-up Commodore, like, you know, hashtag standard, you know, dream stuff. When you're an 18-year-old boy, you get, like, a Commodore that you can sleep in the back of. And it's just horrific, like, red red pea plates, like, dog hair all through it. It's all beat up. You can hardly see out the window because uh, the glass is so, like, um, disgustingly dirty, but I am very grateful when I rock up that I can use. Um, he's pretty good. I can use his car. Hang on, do you mean uninsured or unregistered? Um, uh, no, uninsured. Yeah, I think you need to. No, 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 that. no. That is uninsured. Because if every time you're rocking up driving an unregistered car, it is very illegal. No, no, it's registered. But if I hit, yeah, so it's insurance. Yeah, I, I remembered you telling me that. Yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna weigh in here. Not to make it look like fake, but that is no. That it, is the gym. it actually is the truth. You could search his plates; it's fine. It's registered. Anyway, we and hope. As so, I walked out. So I didn't, and I was, I was like, should I go over and say hello? And I was like, no, CBF. So I like got in this car and I drove. drove oh God, no! Drove out of the footy club, and as I was driving out. He was so awkward because he like walked in front of the car and there was like this moment where I was like, looked over and I was like, kind of smiled. But I was like in this car, it was just filled with shit. And I was like, oh, and I drove off and I kind of went a bit pinking the cheeks because I think I was confronted at the fact that I even gave a shit. But then I was also like, I don't care. But then I I did. I did care that I was like, oh, so annoying that he's seen me in this dumb car. And I'm, I don't know, I, I, because I'm, I'm not this. I'm not driving around in this car and I don't normally wear these clothes and I'm not normally doing this, hanging around the footy club like a loser. Now he's going to think I'm a loser. I'm not. And then I was just confronted at the fact that I had even given it a second of my time to think about. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think we all do that though. I know when I run into an ex, like you, or you see them, you kind of do that quick mental, like, what am I wearing? What's happening in my life together at this moment? And because you, you don't want to, like you want to put on a, a good face to them. But I always think that they're doing the exact same thing. They're probably like, they haven't given two hoots about what I'm doing and they're like, shit, what am I doing? What they w- He would have been thinking the same thing, you reckon? Yeah, exactly. He's just in his head. And I think that goes for almost every situation. We People care so much less about us than we think and they take so much less detail on board and they're way more thinking about what's happening with them and how they're being perceived and mm. that kind of thing than worrying too much about I'm what we're doing. I think the last time I saw my ex what I did, I think I was just feeling very good about myself. Yeah. But I was like, I was prepared. I wasn't not yeah, prepared. Because okay. you know I mean? like, that was a complete different. shock. I was like, whoa, I genuinely had not seen I was him in nervous, like five years or something. I was nervous, but I had a nice dress on. Yeah. I'd have my hair cut and I was we're winning at life like yeah so yeah you know no matter what you look like he knows what's going on with your life there's been a few changes in yours okay not that we're getting competitive <laughs> i'm getting protective like i'm like you're doing fine like he's not doing you know let's not do that because it's not helpful for yeah anyone. do you know what i mean that was but, the thing where i like went to justify it in my head where i was like because oh. why do you want – I certainly – I know that I definitely – because it was different for me when I saw my ex last because um, because he had a partner and oh. I hadn't. I mean, I just mm, met my boyfriend, yeah. which was handy, I must say. Yeah. But uh, he wasn't with me. Yeah. And I remember just thinking all I wanted to see was that he was happy. Mm. That's all I – I truly did. Um, I couldn't suss out whether he was or not. I, I didn't think- spend enough time and I just – I don't know – he seemed very – I think he seemed very the same. Yeah. And I thought surely that means you're not happy because <laughs> we weren't that happy. So I'm like I've changed so fucking much but I was hoping that I saw that. But I, I don't know. I don't know if you can ever see that when you talk to an ex too because you just see what you were and how are you ever supposed to see anything else really? Mm. But that's what, that was the thing. I felt like I'd travelled back in time to when we were together and I just entered that this weird kind of like st- stage play of it being on again and he was just still there. Mm, so strange. Is it because we love them, Amelia, that it's like a little bit more complex? Or we did I feel mean, love? I mean, sometimes it can be. Sometimes, yeah, we, we kind of maintain that connection to them but I feel like you would almost do it with anyone like you know if you saw an old colleague or an old like you know a girl who was nasty to you in high school and you want to have that same kind of feeling of like yep I've got everything together but it's something that we just kind of need to go it doesn't matter and I don't really care what they think and that's okay that's interesting that that's what my mind does and it tells me that you know that's worrying and isn't it like I think moments like that if we can just be really interested in how our mind works rather than beating ourselves up and going, God, what's mm. wrong with me? Why do I care? I don't. Just mm. going, isn't that interesting? It's like this old pattern that has recognised that person. We need to be, you know, we want to impress that person. And mm. now that we don't, we still almost have that wired into our brain somewhere. So we're going back mm. to that and going, oh, yep, yep, I want to impress them, but we don't really care. Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. I absolutely didn't feel like I had to impress old mate though. I was yeah. very different. I was like, had very far, far moved away. I was like, yeah. I need to be separated from you immediately. 
<laughs> I think I think this is different because this. I mean, I could hardly even call it. Uh, call it a relationship i'm not comparing yeah. my story to yours mate. Yeah. i'm just saying i'm just sharing my mm. experience mm. um but yeah it does sound different mm. um philip's gone off uh and i wanted to bring how the weather i, I reckon i brought this this time last year i gotta say yeah i've heard it and before. it's funny my girlfriend has said this has been new since the beginning of time like i don't really know why you're doing your head about it but I just don't have a pep in my step in the morning. It's It might be a real simple thing. It's cold and it doesn't feel inviting to jump out. But that really fights against who I am, which is you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to do this, the days began. And I don't know and, – and often I'll kind of – my head will win and I'll jump out. But the last few weeks – I've just laid in bed. I mm. and you know what the hilarious thing is is also my boyfriend be working pointed out from to me. Bed. Yeah, he's like you've probably answered about four or five emails. I'm like, yeah, well I have, but it's it's an interesting headspace that we, I don't know, I don't know if I we're creating a little bit more space for ourselves around our life and our work and over the past kind of couple of years have been really intense um, at setting things up and I feel like we always get to this point where. I don't know, you either retreat because it's winter or you retreat also because it's time to just have a bit of a shift change, a shift, a gear shift almost. Mm, mm. Um, but my, my, all the bits and pieces that work in my body don't collaborate easily with that. You know, it definitely is a bit of a fight. I never feel like I'm at ease with that kind of decision. You never feel like you're at ease at what, being in bed of a morning? <laughs> like sleep, like uh, genuinely sleeping in um, and not being not on on the, during the week, yeah. yeah. But the interesting yeah. part is, is because we don't have like we we don't have our days are different too. You know, it's not like we need to jump out the way that we have any kind of downtime is in the morning. Yeah, we don't really I always have think downtime at nighttime. So our downtime, you know, we're still I'm still adrenaline. Uh, you know, till at least 11 p.m. So am I. Yeah, it's, it's nuts when you get home. But I do know that feeling you talk about when there is that window, if you are going to do something or a class or get out or, you know, it, ha- it, it has to be within that time. Otherwise, you've missed it because then you're not home till 10 o'clock. I think I put pressure on what that time will fit into mm. because I think – to be really fair today, I think we're o- we're a bit overworked mm. um, at this point. I think that's probably a safe place. Oh, I feel that anyway mm. at this point. I need a bit of Same. a holiday. Yep. Um, and so I struggle. I struggle. Amelia, what – I mean, what are your tips? I think particularly for us, I suppose, other people that run their own businesses or have that other flexibility or different working hours – on knowing when it's important to give yourself that space and I like to sit a little bit more in this feminine energy and kind of be in my home and not be racing out to do hot yoga like I used to be. But I've had this conversation at the beginning of the year that I would um, let that go a bit, but it's obviously kind of come back and it's something that keeps reappearing its ugly head that I need to answer to in within myself. Mm. What is it? What do you think it kind of means to you if you're not doing that? Like you, what are the judgments you have? Um, there might be this paranoia. I've never thought about it actually until you asked me that question, but there might be a slight paranoia of um of weight gain in a relationship and this is such mm-hmm. bullshit because I feel like um I feel like it is a a story that you hear, yeah. not a story that is mine. Like it's mm. bizarre. And 
I um and I also just then are you looking after yourself that kind of independence thing yeah. of giving up too much of being at home I just don't know how settling and being a bit calmer in the mornings and wanting to lay around the house has really anything to do with Ben like it's the most interesting part yeah. is you as you said yourself you had this conversation last year and have had it probably every year forever which is long before you'd met Ben. Mm. So it's it's interesting so that you go Yeah, I'm it's interesting doing, yeah. that you go straight to oh it's because I'm afraid I don't want to you know lose who I am or what I would normally do in my routine or my fitness just because now I'm comfy and and have found someone that loves me and I love them. Cuz I go mm. I go straight away that the negative must be it might be to do with the relationship. I do yeah. go there first. It's a bit scary mm. cuz I I think sometimes when there aren't problems I probably look for them. It's scary, yeah. but I think there's a reason. It's because you hear like it's ingrained in us in our brain somewhere that you go that you know that comfortable relationship thing that it shouldn't be comfortable. Yeah. Do you think, Amelia? Because I kind of was I taught think... that relationships are fight and work and this, this, and this. I'm not used to this smooth sailing business. Even everyone at work still <laughs> waiting for me to tell them some awful story, mm. and I'm like. I actually don't have one and I feel uncomfortable that I don't have one because I'm used to, I have a lot of content with my life. Do you know what I mean? That's my job. Yeah. But with this, it's just fucking roses, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, I think, I think it's almost like you, and if I the feel relationship guilty. was there, you I make it. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's, it's probably, yeah, coming from in that place of, okay, I don't feel like I deserve this to be this good Mm. and so maybe I'll just make up these stories about what a relationship is and what it means for me and that I'm losing myself and all of this kind of thing I think we need to be like we can't expect ourselves to do the same thing when the sun comes up at 5 a.m compared to when the sun's coming up at 7 7 30 a.m in the winter time and if we're conscious and we make it a decision and we sit down and we go all right so how do I move my routine around as the winter comes in and I do this for the winter because I hate getting out of bed before the sun's up. And normally I would walk the dog first thing in the morning, but for that month where the, the sun's not coming up until 7.15, 7.30, I do it later in the day mm, okay. because I know that I won't want to get out of bed. But it's just so that little act yourself. of making it. Yeah. No, because I've made a conscious decision. If I hadn't sit, sat down and done that, until I do that, I sort of beat myself up and I'm like, what's wrong with me? I'm just being a sloth and I can't get out of bed. Yeah. But Making the call and then sticking and to you, it. Yeah, because you give you, give yourself another option of, all right, well, maybe I do things differently when it's like this. And even I find at different times of like your menstrual cycle, it's something that we should be doing as so well true. and yeah. looking at where's my energy levels, how am I feeling about, you know, working out, doing a hard workout or going out, partying with friends and that kind of thing. Like it's we have to be flexible with this stuff and as soon as we start to get really strict with it, we go into this all or nothing and then – as soon as we haven't jumped out of bed to the gym class, we've thrown the whole day off. So we eat crap and we beat ourselves up and we stay up late at night staring at our phone. And then it becomes this horrible cycle, whereas we sh- should be waking up and asking ourselves, how do I feel? What's going to be the most nurturing thing I can do? Do I want to jump out of bed and go and do a workout? Do I want to do some gentle yoga in the living room? Do I want to stay in bed and sleep for another half an hour? What's going to serve me best? But what As if it's been to, quite, what did and I? I generally do that, you do, but yeah. I feel like it's been quite consistent for the past few weeks that I've wanted to stay in bed. That's what I think mm. is taking it full circle. So maybe that's just okay. But then hang on, my question is, but then I, are mm. you are you feeling good and liking, like, apart from that, let's get away from the beating yourself up over the decision and, you know, thinking that it might be something that it's not, but are you genuinely feeling 
nourished and feeling good like uh, after having that you know morning in bed and being a bit slower and maybe not going and doing the hot yoga class are you feeling that that's what your body needs yes yeah well there you go that's the answer I'm utterly exhausted but I I think at the same time I feel like it's allowing me to be a little bit disorganized in the mornings and stuff you know what I mean like I'm a bit rushy and I don't really like that. I think if you were lying in bed and hating it and feeling like far out I feel so much better when I go to yoga because I feel awake and all that. I FaceTime my godson and my best mate because I know on Friday she's home and got up for a second because I'm like oh my god she'll have been you know doing all these kinds of things she works in brekkie tv so she's up early and she has a baby so I walked into the um, my meditation room kind of area so it wouldn't look like I'm in bed. <laughs> and then I just walked back to bed. Babe, like, I was she like, would know. Yeah, I was She'd like. Know. And it was delightful because yeah. I spoke to Harvey for That's like so 20 nice. minutes. And we were all just having our little cold mornings in together. So I don't know. But I mean, is there a time where, Amelia, you think you should also check yourself? Like, because I know that in the past at this time, my hormone levels dropped a little bit. My naturopath kind of like, is there a gauge where we should also go, okay, that's fine for a period of time. But after a certain amount of time, we should probably maybe have a look at it from a motivational perspective. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's when it stops making you feel good and it doesn't feel yeah. right to you. And it's, it's hard because it isn't, there's no set in stone like, yes, you can be a sloth for this many weeks and then you have to kick your butt and <laughs> if stop, only. you know, if, get out of bed. If only. It's, it really, but I think we start Makes to me feel, feel that, more you know, feminine too. To, I don't know yeah, why. Yeah. It's like I'm nesting. I mean, my boyfriend moved yeah. in a, like maybe three weeks ago and I feel like all I want to do is be home with carpet and I didn't even like carpet before. Like, <laughs> It's really yeah. weird. I just want to feel <laughs> that comfort. I want to feel mm-hmm. that, and it's cold, and I think that's on top of everything. But you I know? think, gauge, yeah, like Amelia said, gauge where you're feeling with it. Because there might be some days where you feel like, oh, I can't be bothered, but then you get have this thing where you're like, nah, but I think it'll be good. And then you walk out of a class, and then you go, oh, I'm really glad I did yeah, that. And I, like yeah. I did yoga yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah I get feeling. out there. <laughs> Yeah, and if you're feeling, you know, you're gross, you're feeling gross, and you don't want to wear certain clothes, or you don't want to, you know, you you start to slip into that state of just feeling a bit I'm, yuck about yourself. I'm then kissing myself think, laughing because remember this reminded me. Remember that podcast you we did a while ago, and you're like, I feel so much better. I'm way more womanly in my body, like, and you, like, I've put on a bit of weight, and you just hadn't. Like you just had him a little bit for me. <laughs> if you're a little person putting on like even half or one kilo is more than it is for the average dough. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. What's your point? I just was like lolling because I'm like, I feel like, you know, I just walked out and I'm like, I was so on board and I was like, and then I walked away and I'm like, you are still a size six. No. Like it's still. No, I'm not. I'm a size oh. eight. Okay. Okay. So you eight. go up a size. But look, yeah. I just don't think you can, well, that's body shaming me to say that I can't feel un- sub- self-conscious at times. Do you know what I mean? Like. Just because it's a little size. Mm. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, because it is different. Mm. Like you can still feel different in your body regardless of whether that's the equivalent of somebody else. I just feel like you are hard You are hard on yourself sometimes. Well, I think that's the yes. common trend here. Yes. I think that's what we've <laughs> absolutely learned here, whether it's about the uh, it's womanly true. shape or it's the you're not getting out of bed slash it's getting true. out of bed just a little bit less. It's very true. <laughs> Oh, Amelia. Amelia, you were here, but we've like clocked our own problems. Yeah, but you've been a, of real assistance <laughs> to, legit- to legitimise our babble, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think we all go through it. I don't think it's anything to feel bad about. And if you 
you know, we've, we've just got to be on our own side a lot of the time and sort of I think we get in this trap of thinking that we're always working against ourselves. That's and I so try and think true. about, all right, how can I be on my own side? I love if that. If I'm on my own side, what am I doing? I love that. We're going to make that a meme. It's official. You should be on <laughs> your own side. We'll quote you. Own. We'll quote you. Be Don't worry. Um, now, before we let you go, can you let everyone know about what the Soul Sister Sessions are, um, your online program? So Soul Sister Sessions is a group mentoring program and I've actually just come to the end of one round of it and I'm kind of rejigging it so it's going to be rather than like a one-off a one-off six-week program it's going to be an ongoing mentoring program so mm-hmm. you kind of join and it's um, a very low membership fee every month and you get access to master classes and meditations and a beautiful group um, a Facebook group where we sort of have lots of discussions and share lots of things and then you can do Q&A's with me and you can win um, one-on-one coaching sessions with me to sort of sort out things that are happening with you so that's kind of what I'm pulling together at the moment so that should be up and running yeah hopefully September October um because I just yeah just finished a round of the course and it was just so beautiful and the biggest feedback I got from the girls was that they didn't want it to be over so I was really keen on making sure we kept that going because it was weekly sessions and um we cover like a different topic every session so the first one we look at um, intuition and what that is and our inner critic and how we contain that and then we look at self-love and emotional balance and femininity and um, getting falling in love with our bodies and we look at energetic stuff and manifesting and goal setting and that kind of thing as well so yeah it's really it's really great and it's a nice way to kind of get a little bit deeper than your average blog post Okay. That sounds so nice. Yeah, I can see, see Christy I'm sitting my eyes lighting like, up. I'm like, maybe okay, I'll join so in. what's the yeah, yeah, date? Join. Where are we at? What's, what month is it? I'll put the bloody reminder on my calendar, Amelia. Yeah, Christy's been on I'll a hashtag you, journey for about email. 12 months and she is not stopping anytime if soon. I, uh, seriously, I'm, I'm like a, uh, I don't know, like a, whoa, I've it's lost so the funny. analogy. Yeah. But once you're open to that, I feel like I look around and I'm like, if I see some little flyer on a, a random notice board that says like the word meditation or anything, I'm like... I'm going to take a photo of that or I might get involved in that. Oh, masterclass. Yeah. What's it, it for? It opens you up to a nice yeah. community too in yeah. your own community. Yeah. I know that that's certainly the first thing I've found when I've moved across the country yeah. is got by going to yoga or those types of things, you automatically start to feel a sense of where you are in the community. Mm. It's very nice. So I think like mm. these kinds of things also, I don't know, they bring like-minded people together like I guess a religion or something, you know, but it's yeah. not a religious. No, no, no. No, no, exactly. No. It's kind of helping helping you find your own way. But, yeah, it's hard to find those like-minded people. I and think so, yeah. I think we sort of think that we're all struggling a little bit and, and we've all got our own issues and everyone else has just got all their shit together. But really we're all struggling in the similar ways a lot of the time and if yeah. we've got a space where we can share that, then it makes it a lot easier and, um, there's a lot less judgment on ourselves around how we're feeling. AmeliaHarvey.com.au is where you can find all of the info of everything we've spoken about um, and all of Amelia's services and online sessions, of course. Amelia underscore Harvey underscore on Instagram and Amelia Harvey Health on Facebook. Thank you so much for your time, Chick. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was great to chat. Yeah, Thanks, it was Amelia. a real, real nice way to head into our into our weekend, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Chicks, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Sounds Bye. good. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Were you part of this convo and want more? Yeah. Join our Thinker Girls posse on Facebook, Instagram or thethinkergirls.com.au. Podcast.
podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.